Welcome everybody, it's me, Tony the Kid, here at the Reject Rundown. We are doing a good episode today, Rejects in the Booth, Wrestling Edition number 4, SG3, number 4. Champion, yes. SG3, thank yes. you. Champion, SG3, thank champion, you. SG3, oh, please say. Nuts. <laughs> say what's up to the people. No, 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 Miss, champion goes last, just, oh, the God. bitches over here goes next. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, oh, oh, go ahead. Oh man, RJ, say what's up to the people, say hi, how you doing? Hello everybody, I'm old man RJ, how's it going? <laughs> The guest goes next. Yes, yeah, some special guest today. The guy, the one, I guess. Oh, you want to say his name? I don't know. But Alex, say what's up to the people, my friend. How's it going, everybody? Thank you for coming to join again. Actually, coming on to the podcast today. I think this is like their third episode with us thus far. Know, third or fourth. Third. third or fourth. Yeah, he for did sure. Two turtles. Yes. Well, he didn't do two turtles. <laughs> no. <laughs> He did two turtle episodes. Yeah, a couple yeah, episodes with us. Okay, let's put it that way. I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm gonna yeah, give him some respect. Here. You speak, no? Thank okay. you. All right, champ, you go last, Thank I guess. You. Yes, you know, yes. Thank you for respecting the champ. Sure, sure, sure. Acknowledge me. I appreciate yeah, yeah, yeah. you. It's yeah. me. It's me, the champion, SG3. The women's champion. <laughs> no, the main champion. The women's champions. You're looking at him is over there. But that's why he hasn't won the belt, and God knows how long. Right now, good stuff. Good stuff to talk about, everybody. Good wrestling edition. Things happening. All right. Yes, get get to the topics at hand about wrestling. This is all the show. Jeff Hardy makes his AEW debut. Now, there was some speculation about why he got let go of drugs, possibly. You know, he did overdose or case may be a WWE. But it seems like Jeff Hardy kind of said, I'm done. I'm over. I left it. He kind of had a recent interview, stated the fact on why he left WWE, that the pressure was too much. Felt like he was going nowhere, of course. WWE likes to do that and such with good name wrestlers and let them dry. So, oh man, RJ, I'm going to give it to you first real quick. How do you feel about his debut? He looks clean. The way he's wrestling and everything, I watched a little bit of the match. He looks like he's good to go a few more years, actually. I'd give him a good five more years. I'd Mm -hmm. give him a good five more years. The way he wrestles. Yeah, I agree. What about you, SG3? Uh, same thing. I gave him about five years. Um, I like the fact that they brought back Team Extreme. Yeah. That's pretty cool. There you go. The cool part is that they can actually get to keep their theme song. Yeah. Not bad. I think, well, I think he took it with him. Like, yeah. That doesn't belong to WWE. That That's his name. Him. Exactly. That couldn't, carries on with you. What about you, Mr. Alex, the one? How do you feel about Jeff Hardy continuing his uh, career with AEW at the moment? It's interesting. Just uh, seeing that the brothers got back together. So it will be awesome to see him. It's not going to be the same as... Back in the day, but facts, it's, facts. it's interesting to see how much they could still put out out there. Yeah, match is good to go. I think it's a good... I would like to see a CM Punk and Jeff Hardy back at it again. It, I think that would be a good, nice little AEW one-on-one type but of I scenario. Just, I just think the, like, the whole, the whole storyline of clean versus not clean, I think that should be just scrapped. Left, yeah, right. Agreed. I just go. Agreed. I think it would be more about their history. I feel like if they can dive into the history of the wrestling... Stats and stuff like that, where CM Punk came from, where Jeff Hardy came from, and how they kind of cumulated their careers. That'd I, be I good. I can't even see Punk saying, "Remember, I'm the longest reigning WWE champion." Something like that. You, yeah, you know? exactly. So I can see that. I can see that going. That'd be good. The thing about Jeff Hardy being in AEW is it opens up the door for a lot of good matches that I never expect them to have. You have Kenny Omega against Jeff Hardy. True. Very true. Rematch <laughs> with Sting. We match with Sting where he could actually do it now clean. Yeah, exactly. So it's like a redemption match against Sting. Right. Um, you also have uh, Daniel Bryan. 
Yeah, Daniel Bryan is in there now. John so Moxley. I think that would be a good match. Ooh, John Moxley, you're right. Even yeah, that hardcore kind of match. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they could go. What if Jeff Hardy jumps over to JCW brand? Because they already work in Cohits with AEW, that'd be good. A, a okay. little crossover. Looks stream though. I don't know. To JCW? Yeah. I don't think he would do it too much. <laughs> too much blood. Supposedly, yeah, but, well, supposedly they're they're actually booked for the twenty seventh of this month. The, oh. the the Hardys versus Cass and Enzo. Ooh. For some place up in uh, up in uh, North Carolina, or South Carolina, or something like that. So it could be a GCW match. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I just that, like if you go on like on their Instagram. Yeah. Enzo's already like hyping up the match. Cass is trying to hype up the match. Like that'd be a good tag team match. Yeah, yeah they're already talking about it. Nice. I just thought at first I was like, you know, just like one of those like running the rip kind of. It looks like it's pretty legit. I okay. want to see the Hardys against uh, nice. yeah. Lucha yes. Libre. What's their name? Uh, their brothers, uh, Cero Cero Yeah. Miedo. Lucha Bros. Pentagon, the Lucha Bros. Okay, that's a good setup. Ray Phoenix. Yeah. Ray Phoenix as well. Good matches to come on. All right, guys, on to the next topic at hand. That was good. Got some good matches coming up. The Undertaker is finally headlining the WWE Hall of Fame for 2022 this year, okay? A great representation. Undertaker is going to go in there, have a nice little good Hall of Fame match. Be giggling much over here. But it's going to be nice. It's going to be very good. I think we already got... Who we got on the card? Vader and... and Charmel. Charmel? Charmel. Yeah. Don't ask me. Charmanolcha? Charmanolcha. Thank you. That's exactly <laughs> what I would say. Anyways, we already know old man RJ doesn't like the the Charmel inductee. And the reason behind that is why. State your facts. Well, the reason why I don't like her being into the Hall of Fame at the moment is because she didn't... Like, her impact was very short. There's a lot of wrestlers who I believe a lot of women wrestlers who should have been there before her, like Jacqueline. Oh, Jacqueline's already in there. Mm-hmm. Jazz. Victoria. Jazz hasn't been in there yet. Victoria hasn't been added to it. So let me. This is kind of just me. What did Sunny add then to it? Sunny actually, she was in the career of wrestling for a long time as a manager. But what did she add to it? No, that's it. I mean, there's so- nothing with her not being a wrestler. I'm just saying, even as a manager, she came in, like, probably not more than a year into the company just managing her husband in WWE. Mm-hmm. And she's going in front of all these women wrestlers who, like, pretty much wrestled for years and years. I feel that, and I get your point. I go right, I get your point 100%. But I feel at this point, they're trying to just put Book, Booker T and Charmo in the Hall of Fame. You. That's what I feel they're trying to do. Like Especially, a couple? It also makes sense though because the first couple brands be in in the I, Hall of Fame. They're not being oh, inducted really? as couple. It's just her by herself. I feel that though they're doing it more because of Tennessee, Texas. That could oh, be it. Okay. Booker T being a true Houston man. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, who was the first one that responded to Ko when Ko was talking trash about Texas? Booker T. Okay. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Booker T was the first one that came up and said, "Dude, if you want to say something about Texas, I, you got a real Texan boy right here." Yeah. And he was swinging that at a, at a punching bag. Mm. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Vader, though. Vader oh, gets Vader his Vader gets his props. You know what I mean? Get into the Hall of Fame. We all know that he was he's a big highlight guy. He was uh in the WWE back in the nineties, real big hit. He real was big in WCW back in the early eighties and nineties. Alex is the one T V show in uh, Boy Meets World. He played the father of he played Frankie Stacchino. He played the bad father of uh what's it called? What's his what's the bad kid's name in Boy Meets World? Frankie Stacchino, I just said the oh, name of him. No, that's not his name. <laughs> yes. That's his real name? Well real name or what was his name? He played in the show. 
so in the show he played Frankie Stacchino, the kid, and then he actually played him. He actually did play Vader because he his actually name. he actually did come out as Vader. Mm. He never gave his name. They gotcha. basically just called him Mr. Stacchino. Oh, okay, 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 gotcha. And he would always never bark mind. every single time he came in. <laughs> oh no, no, excuse me. They gave him one time. Yeah. And I guess it was like like as a joke, but they called him Leslie. Oh, okay. Very good, but Vader wise, how how is that? How's that inductee, old man RJ? Too late. It's too late. Well, Vader wanted to be anyway. He was alive. He talked about it so many times during um, in interviews. He's like, I would love to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. He could have been a a closer like the Undertaker. He could have headlined way nice. back in the day. But Vince McMahon, for some reason, didn't want to put Vader in there. You know, so it just took that long time for Vader to get in. I feel like with Vader, though, you got to look back at his roots. He was more of the NC, you know, the NCAA type of thing. Yeah. And at that, too, with with uh, all, all down south type of wrestling, he was more in them cahoots and stuff, more in line and more of a uh, respect level at that point. When Vince came on and brought him on board, it was just to carry the name and kind of get the fans to come and watch his programming when he was kind of doing his shows and stuff like that. So, you know, he didn't really have an alliance, you could say, with Vader, so... Giving that much of a prop to him wasn't really Vince's, you know, I guess number one priority, put it that way. So, not okay, bad, not bad. But Undertaker, nonetheless, headlining it finally, right? Going yeah. in there, we kind of expected that after the last match that he did with AJ Styles. How do you feel, Mr. Old Man? <laughs> Are you looking at me or? I don't know, I'm looking at both of you guys, but whatever. I'll, look at, I'll go with you, Old Man RJ, on that one. How do you feel about the Undertaker inductee? Mm-hmm. It's about time. I love the fact that they're going to do it in Texas and that they're doing it in his home state, uh, to Dallas, you know. Not Dallas, his home state of Texas. Yes. Uh, I forgot what part of Texas he's from. He's not uh, around the Dallas area. But, um, yeah, I'm, I believe it's about time he goes in. Very he, true. Uh, he was supposed to go in after losing to Brock Lesnar. He didn't want to, he didn't want to go in right away. He mm-hmm. wanted to... He's like, he still had unfinished business, and that's why it lasted until now. Very true. I mean, you can kind of see he didn't want to go out like that in that negative way and being knocked out and not knowing what happened with him in the match of Brock Lesnar, of course. I mean, you see the, like, the glaze in his eyes right away. Oh, off the bat. No lie. Very true. Very true. What about you, Alex, the one, your opinion on Undertaker being in the Hall of Fame? Well-deserved. There was a, uh, he needed to be in there. Um, so many great matches with him. Uh just like the whole Shawn Michaels and Undertaker. Facts. The lap back-to-back years. Yeah, that was freaking awesome. Yeah. The hell itself. Yeah. Uh, even though I was rooting for Shawn Michaels, just seeing him all bloody and, and that match was pretty awesome. Agreed. So many, many good uh, wrestling matches. The uh, most memorable one was when I was growing up was Undertaker coming back. Yes. Yes. I remember that too. You were so hyped up when that came about. Yeah. And he shows up in the middle of pay-per-view, lights go off, and all of a sudden, what's it called, you, lights turn back on, you see the Undertaker stand behind the DX family and stuff like that at that point, and he started knocking everybody out. Cleaning house, leather jacket and all, and I'm actually arguing with this guy, and I'm over here thinking that that's not Undertaker, he's like, yes it is, yes it is, and I'm like, what? So you see him going, choke slamming everybody, knocking everybody out, and that was a good setup. It was a good situation for him turning American Badass at that time. It was a nice highlight. And then you had Kid Rock coming out with the with the song American Badass. That came out even even better, coming out with the motorcycle. He had a good setup to where he left The Undertaker behind, 
and how he changed out to be the new American badass. That was a good timetable. Good matches. Now, as far as matches-wise, speaking of that, what do you feel was a missing opportunity for The Undertaker not having a match at WrestleMania? Like, what opponent do you think he could have had that never happened before at a WrestleMania pay-per-view? Like, you should have. That you think he could have had a good good setup? I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm not too familiar with all his matches, but... Did he ever wrestle Razor? No, oh. not at all. No. You're yeah, right. That would have been an interesting one. Razor was pretty badass when he was in back the back in the 90s, right? Especially as a bad guy. As uh, Razor Ramon. Yeah. yeah, I remember I remember him and uh, Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels. Oh my god, their ladder matches was insane. Yes. Yes. Insane, but Undertaker and Razor uh, at their at their like, peak. Yeah, at their peak. That would have been awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's a good that's a good idea. That would have been a nice idea to put up there a WrestleMania match and for them to kind of have to go Go in, go hard to hard. Maybe do a fantasy match like they did before, uh, with WWE setting that type of scenarios up. That's a good setup. I like that. Good, and then, good, talk. good talk. Do you know how? What is it? Um, Razor always played with uh, with bad juju and all that stuff. Like True. when he walked under the oh underneath the ladder. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He would go underneath the ladder and be like looking around and stuff, <laughs> like tempting faith and all that, and yeah. having them. Like doing that with the Paul Bearer and the Undertaker messing with oh, them. That would yes. have been dope. a good storyline. And that would have been a good setup, but they would have done it during Undertaker's, uh, like that one little talk during, um, I forget what they were called, but Paul Bearer used to have a segment where Taker would always be like inside the casket and Taker would come out and attack somebody when Paul Bearer's interviewing somebody. Facts. That'd I be forgot good. what that segment was. Yeah. I have a few matches before anyone else answers. I actually asked the rejects today which match they would like. Uh-huh. So, okay, Mike said The Fiend. Undertaker against The Fiend. And the um, prime. And a good a good one. You know what I mean? Uh, I think the last Taker, the one with AJ Styles. Yes. That one would have been good for The Fiend. A good, a good scenario for a Fiend match. Uh, okay. Ernie said Braun Strowman. So G-Money mentioned Braun Strowman into a match. Braun Strowman. But when, though? I don't know. Like, how do you have a Braun Strowman match in I, general? I don't, I don't feel that Braun Strowman has hit his prime yet. No. I feel like, I feel like he's still in it. So okay. I, mean, I don't feel like he's still, like, at that peak yet. Okay. Like, where you can see it. I feel like he's still just, just going. I mean, man man is massive. Right. Man is huge. He's freaking arms. Behe- he's a behemoth. Yeah, he's yeah. a behemoth of a dude. But he, he's athletic for a behemoth, though. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Another one, uh, Lito, our boy Lito, he actually mentioned what Alex just said a while ago, Razor Ramon. He also mentioned a prime Shawn Michaels, like if they would have fought during their primes. Um, and I, when we got them at 25 and 26, this would have been way back before early that. 90s before he hurt his back. Yeah. That would have been a good WrestleMania match. It doesn't take a was to cause that back injury, but still. Facts. Bret Hart is another yeah. one that came up from Ooh, Lito. Oh, yes, yes. Bret Hart would have been a good Undertaker uh, WrestleMania moment. Them two. Oh, yeah. They would have had a great match. Great match. I and the last them. one from Liz Money, <clears throat> which is uh, G Money's wife, uh, she mentioned the Demon King, Finn Balor. Hey, okay. All right. That's good. Good, yeah. good thought process. What about you, SG3? Who do you think you should have wished you would have saw at WrestleMania? You better not take mine. Don't take mine. Chris Benoit. Oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'm not taking yours. Nah, Chris Benoit. But when you said that, when you actually said that, that was actually a good. That it hit my head like, holy crap! That would have been a good match. You're right. 
for them to do when he would have done a, even a choke slam, it would have been a nice reversal into the freaking uh, what's the Chris, Chris McCaffrey's, and then doing the last right even better. Hell yes. Even health gate yes. could have been turned into a couple of But th- it, well, it all depends on how what time frame you're using it. Because Hell's Gate didn't come out until he faced uh, Triple Edge. H. Edge. Uh, oh, Edge. Okay. Triple H. Triple H. Edge. And Ben Wall already gone by that time. So right. we're looking at probably Taker 22 and back. Yeah. And then no, before that. I mean, you're going to have to look at 20. 20. Back. And back. 20 back. Yeah. So we would have had American <clears throat> Badass Undertaker against Chris yes. Benoit. Yes. That would have been great. That's why I said last right. Mm-hmm. Yep. As always, my fantasy match. Hold on, hold on, because no one asked you. Oh, okay, Let me okay. be nice. Let me yeah, ask you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Save mine yet. No? Oh, you didn't? Okay, yeah, yeah, you go, you go, you go. important, that's why. Yeah, oh, okay. Johnny, Johnny, which one? Thank you. It doesn't matter which one. I thought of various wrestlers that would have been cool for a ticker to face at WrestleMania, and I have two that come to mind. One is The Rock, and the other one is The Macho Man Randy Savage. The Macho Man in his prime too, right? Yeah. Okay. Very good. I would have liked Macho Man at NWO Macho Man. Oh, no lie. That would have that would have been sick. Oh, that one. Match. Okay. So are you Tony the Kid? Yes. Which one is your fan? Sting, of course. Okay, guys. That's the only the only yeah. name that carries weight to anything that you guys are talking about. Sting will be forever the only guy that should have faced Undertaker at WrestleMania. Only wrestler. You hear me? Is that understood? No. Yes. <laughs> no, not at all. It's yes, not yes, yes. All. That should have happened when Sting signed on with WWE. That should have happened even the year after. It should have happened right after Undertaker had the match with AJ Styles. It should have happened. But, it but no. Yes, it didn't. Jackasses. Yes, Vince is a jackass for that. But whatever. Fine. Now, I guess... That leads on to the next question at hand that you stated, old man RJ. Undertaker versus Sting never happened. Let's talk about it. Okay. Mm. Okay. So why do you think it would not have happened? And if, in your opinion, where in timeline should it happen? Because Taker's a perfectionist. Taker would have wanted to have Sting at a good, uh, like to have a good match with Sting. What year do you think Taker would have wanted to have been like, hey, come over, let's do this match? Well, let's put it this way. I think it would have been a great opportunity for them, to, for Sting and Undertaker to have a match would have been right when WWE bought WCW. If someone would have been smart enough and really at the peak of negotiating and talking with a wrestler, of all the wrestlers that did not cross over at that moment, someone should have been really like heavy set on going after Sting and getting Sting, them in. But the thing was that Sting himself said, I did not want to come yes. over at all and I was never going to. Right. The only reason why I came over was because of my promise to the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. But I, if Warrior never passes, by, by the way, may he yes. rest in paradise, Correct. I don't feel that Sting ever comes. I, I think so too. No lie. Because after hearing, after his interview, um, I'm not just, was it for the document? Documentary with him, or was it the documentary of them talking about Money Nitro? It was Money Nitro. About the Money Night Nitro and stuff like that. So he goes and they ask him about the whole question, and it took it took him to watch what happened to Booker T and saying, "Then no, I'm never gonna go out there because Booker T is a main man guy on our side, and yet when he goes over there, they're giving him a, a role play with The Rock, and then The Rock goes, "Who in the blue hell are you?" 
really right there rubs thing the wrong way and say, you see, you're not, they just don't respect. They don't give it that way, and, and I'm out. No, and the problem is, I guess Steam never watched the product for a long time because The Rock uses that catchphrase on everybody. Exactly. I, but even though, though, it's like, it's like if Kenny Omega goes over to WWE and... Someone says that's it. So it, it I, even though it doesn't, it doesn't hype up the same, but I'll just put it. Seth Rollins says, who the hell are you? Yeah. That's yeah. basically what Booker T is saying. Like, you took our top guy. Right. And you basically asked that question. Like, there's a level of respect where Sting was looking for. Yes. And when Booker T didn't get it, he's like, well, if he didn't get it, then what the hell am I going to get when I get there? Very true. And very true. So, that's, I guess that could be a plain factor into that and why he never, you know, chimed in to do so. Now, going into that, though, I think I would have to ask Alex the one question this one. When you saw Sting come on at WrestleMania... Do you believe at that point that Triple H should have been a great opponent for that match? When we saw it last. Triple H and Sting? Yeah. Would he have picked a better guy? Yeah, it should have been a little bit different hype match. That was a little bit uh, not as hyped as any other. Like Undertaker Sting, that would be awesome. That would have been better. Facts. Um, But... Yeah, Triple H and Sting, it was just, I don't know. It's not for me. It, it didn't connect. It didn't connect. We didn't get anything out of it. Then you got the old guys in NWO coming out, and they're over here walking. They're coming in. They're waddling. They're not walking. Yeah, they're waddling. They're waddling. <laughs> I think it was. Hulk Hogan had surgery at that point, so he's limping a little bit down the ramp. He's like, I'm coming. I'm coming. Wait for me. Like, wait for me. What's right? Walker? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then you had the DX run out there. You had Chubby Road Dog. Then you had... You know, steroid, steroid Max, Billy Gunn coming on board. You had X-Pac. Chunky X-Pac. Chunky X-Pac. And that's crazy. X-Pac could have played both sides. He could have been with DX and NWO. It would have been like right in the middle. Like, made no sense. It would have been know. funny if they would use him like as the key, at the, as the peacekeeper. Guys, guys. Yeah, let's stick together. Let's all come together. The littlest guy, too, at that, too, right? That would have been but funny. Yeah. But agreed. I think they could have had a better match. He could, he could have probably faced a younger guy at that point. Maybe who was on point. Maybe even John Cena. John Cena faced that year, that year uh, Rusev yeah. for the United States title. You could have had him go against Sting. That could have been a good match. You know, a good guy versus good guy match. You know what I mean? Like, who, it would have been just a fan icon favorite. Icon versus icon. Yeah, there you go. Ah. Like an icon versus icon type yeah, of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't know if people would agree with you on the icon part, though. But, again. I mean, for how many years was John Cena not, not, s- not the top of Boom. WWE? Heck, at this point. I can tell you because I personally saw this. Yes. How many people do not get hyped with the name of John Cena still to this day? That's true. That's Another true. person that could have been part of the Sting match would have been uh, somebody who knows how to run a good crowd, Chris Jericho. Ooh, ooh, yes. Why J was still part of that company Very at that true. time? That, he would have brought in some good, good I mean, vocals. If he didn't want to do Taker, why, why not Y2J if you wanted somebody? I, so here's the thing: I don't feel that it was ever. Ta- I don't feel like it was ever the company. I feel the company wanted to do it. Because there was a lot of times that it hinted towards it. Yeah. Just look at that entrance when he first came out in Survivor Series. It literally pointed it out. They're going to fight. Yes. They're going to go at it. Yeah. However, though, I feel that you have this now the same situation that you have with Hogan Austin. Yeah. Where neither one is going to drop to the other one. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, dude, I was a dark one in my company. No, dude. I was a dark one in my company. No, dude. Yeah. I went through this. I went through this. I did this. I did that. So that's why like, I can see them happening where at the end it's like, I can't drop it to you, dude. Well, I can't drop it to you. All right. Well, it's, it's always gonna be the what if. Facts. 
Because what if? Because I don't, like it, it would have been the understanding of why, why, why not? But it's because at that point, no one would have been happy. Yeah, like you can't make it like unless you pull off a ten star match. True. At this point of their of their, their career, right? And then to sit there and say that they would have brought out a better match, they would have to come out with the greatest wrestling match ever. Yes, Randy Orton and Edge. Yeah? Huh? No, 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 not at all. No, so I'm saying that like at least you know just you have to put that one like you would yeah. have to make it a ten star match for everyone to get a silver lining because you have to understand anything below ten stars, no one's happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sting fans are always going to tell the Taker fans, "Oh, we, you know, our guy beat your guy." Yeah, sure. and then the Taker oh, fans yeah. are going to be like, "Oh, I would have damn sure would have said Sting should have won that match." And then if Sting loses, all the Taker fans make fun of the Sting fans, and then the Sting fans, which at that point would have been G Money against Anthony. That's true. Yes, it would have been. That's why, and then it just always would have been brought up, and then you know, just who was the L in Taker's loss, or who was who was the one that the Tombstone Sting? And he didn't want to let go at that point. His his uh. His streak just yet at that either. He already so. had. We already did. Oh, it was pre. It was pre yeah. Brock Lesnar. Oh, it was pre Brock Lesnar. You're right. Yeah, that was already that was post Brock Lesnar. So why not? Post, so you, not pre. Pre. Oh, post. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's Undertaker in an interview one day. Asked Whatever. him about. Okay. They had talked to Undertaker in an interview way back in the day about why he didn't have the match against Sting. Taker said because he didn't want to have a bad match. He's mm. like, it's not Sting's fault. He's like, if we were both in our primes. Heck, let's go. You know, let's do it. But Taker's like, I got surgeries. You know, I got all these bad things on me. Steve's, you know, had problems too. So it's like, if we both would have met, what would he have given the fans? L- mm. l- you're looking at Goldberg versus Undertaker, Super Showdown. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. And I just, feel that, I just feel that at Yuck. that point, if it, was, if it wasn't the cinematic match, don't do it. Yeah. That's the only sure. way Steve and Taker should have had a match. Cinematic. Uh, yes. Yes. Afterwards, after the whole, after the whole AJ Styles, you had literally you had the blueprint to both having a, a, a ten star type of match, to where it's like neither one can you know I don't know walk away with the L. Even then, I think Sting would have been like, fine, I'll take the L, but you know at least let's get the match that people people wanted. But let's you want that? At, you don't. But you don't want, want that at just at a, at a regular paper. You want that at a SummerSlam? Hell you yeah. Want it at Survivor Series or even I, WrestleMania. No, no, no. SummerSlam or WrestleMania. Oh, and nothing else in between that you can ones. do that. <laughs> okay. I would have done, done SummerSlam. That would have taken a loss. It would have been fine. I, 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 who who would have cared his streak on SummerSlam? SummerSlam would have been good because you could have built a streak off of Sting winning it there. But if it would have been WrestleMania, it would have had more of an impact for uh, Taker and Sting to face there since that's Taker's Facts. main place. Facts. What do you Very think? The one because you're kind of quiet over there. Yeah, 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 yeah. What do you think? Chime in on that. I did. Oh, okay. Oh, we wanted you to say more because you've been kind of quiet. But it's okay. Like, <laughs> like cinematic match. Let's like, put it that way. Why, cinematic uh, match. Would, it, opinion, would you think that would have made more sense? Yeah. Well, not just that, but in your opinion, what time frame do you think a Taker and Sting match would have made more sense? More sense? Man, yeah, 90s. Like Undertaker in this uh, Paul Bearer era. Especially that during that time after he was done with uh, Yokozuna after coming back. Ooh, that would have been nice. But then we would have Biker Sting. Surfer Sting. Surfer Sting? Yeah, I, oh. Uh, oh, <laughs> Surfer Sting. No, I think said Biker Sting. sting. Oh, no, at least you guys understood something <laughs> better. I thought he said Stripper Sting. <laughs> 
That's why he had the multicolored paint. That yeah, makes yeah, all the sense. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Yeah, at that time we had surface um, string and <laughs> Don't be messing up my stink, man. Don't be messing up his name like that, dude. Put some respect on it. Striper sting, okay? Striper. Stripes. He had the stri- American stripes on his paint on face and stuff like that, okay? Jesus. That would have been a good time, Marie. I mean, athletically, okay. I'm going to finish this for you. Athletically, that would have been a great match because Sting at that point was, he was in his infancy of his athleticism. He was able to jump off the ropes. He was able to do some, you know, what's it called, sit-ups type of thing like that, jump sit-ups. He would have been able to jump over the rope and all that kind of stuff. He would have done a lot more things around the arena and inside the ring a lot more better than anywhere else. So, yes. That would have been nice. And then also you had Undertaker walking ropes. Very true. Very and at that, yeah, at that point, too, diving off the uh, diving off from the arena, I mean, diving off the ring to the mat, would it be even doper? So, yes, agreed. Yeah. Uh, they could have had a lot more things to do wrestling for, what's it called? Let's say a ladders match or something like that at that point. Been a lot more things at to open At that time, up. the only thing that Taker would have had would have been a casket match because Honda still didn't exist yet. But... Um, True. A ladder match, True. did it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that would have been good. Been mm-hmm. Interesting to see Taker do a ladder match because I don't think Taker's the only time he ever did was when he was Biker Taker, right? Biker Taker against Jeff Hardy on that's the only Monday Night Raw. Match I've ever seen him do. Mm-hmm. Monday Night Raw. Match. Huh? What match? With, ladder. Uh, ladder. Ladder match with yeah. Undertaker. American Badass with Jeff Hardy. Monday Night Raw earned. Jeff Hardy earned his respect at that point, right? I yeah. guess. So, yeah. Okay. Move along for Mr. Undertaker. We're diving into Thunder Rosa. Got to give her some respect, some appreciation, some gratitude, some congratulations after winning the AEW Women's Championship on what day was that? Tuesday? Monday. Wednesday. Wednesday. This past Wednesday. Congratulations to Thunder Rosa. We've been following your career ever since you debuted on AEW. Even before that, too, been a phenomenal wrestler. And since then, you are well-deserved to earn this title. Congratulations. Thank you for being a Latina in the wrestling world and being a champion like that, too. So, I was going to say, bring up that entrance. Can we talk uh, about Go ahead. You guys go ahead. I'll, yeah, chime in on it. I'll leave the rest to you guys. In the beginning? Yeah, and the girls sing that popular song. I forgot the name of it, but it's, uh, you know. It must be not that popular. Right, if you don't remember. No, I'm not that good with mariachi names, but it's, uh, it's oh. always been the mariachi like entrance song. Okay. So they do the entrance song. And then it goes from that to Thunder Rosa coming out. Okay. But Thunder Rosa is paying respects to Texas because she has a Texas flag. Yeah. She has a sombrero. She has a Mexican flag like wrapped around her. Like, hey, this is my this is my pride. And she takes a sombrero off. She throws it. She doesn't throw it that far, but she <laughs> she throws it. Um, you know, take carries on Texas because she you know she's representing Texas you know in right. her in her in her profile. Yeah. Um, so you you felt like everyone was like really cheering on Rosa. There were, don't get me wrong though. What yes. I love about this match is. Even though Rosa was the hometown person, you still have people cheering Britt Baker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and what just made it even better. Okay. Not just that, but Britt Baker's attire for that match was pretty badass. It was just too sweet to put it the right term for it. Okay. She had uh, her attire matched the attire that Scott Hall would have worn. Got you. Yeah, okay. she, yeah, to she, Hall. yeah. Okay. Very good. Not bad. I mean, like it was a. I, I felt like it was a good match. I wish I would have watched it. No lie, just saying. I didn't I, see it. Have, but pretty it looked it looked match. intense the way she was bleeding I, at, in the, in the in the cage match. So I had I had my little brother watch it, and they were showing highlights. And when they showed 
um, Britt Baker landing on the uh, landing on, on the thumbtacks, mm-hmm. our brother kind of did like the oh my bad. Thing. <laughs> okay. I was like, yeah, that's why I love it. You know, <laughs> I, love, I love this kind of stuff. And sadly, they were trying to like discredit the thumbtacks. People were actually commenting that the thumbtacks are fake. So Britt Baker goes online on her Instagram recently on her page mm-hmm. to show. The freaking insert to where they went. Where they were. She's like, you see that? She's like, you want to call that fake? Right. Exactly. That's crazy. My my question is, how? If they're fake, how do they go in? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. How they pierce your skin if they're fake? That makes no sense at all whatsoever. And even at that. TV magic. (laughs) TNT magic. TBS magic. Right. 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 Probably when she fell on top of those chairs. Dude, they set these chairs up Uh between each other. Yeah. And they go to the top, not the top of the cage, but the third uh, turnbuckle, the top rope. They're fighting each other. She pushes, I think she slams Britt Baker's head onto the cage. Ooh, ouch. Britt falls backwards and lands on top of the chairs. Ah. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that has to be like old school type of classic matches like that, like a TLC Type of thing. They, it seemed like a good old-fashioned taker son type of thing. Not bad. Uh-oh. Oh, Tony Kid's watching it. Tony. Oh, oh! Yeah, show Alex that, too. Yeah, she did. Oh. Uh, last jiggle part was nice. I didn't see Rewind that. it. Rewind it. Oh, rewind it. Oh, okay. Uh, it's, she felt awkwardly. It's not like yeah. she fell through, like, like I, if they were choke slamming her, but the way she fell... Was like her back, and then she dangled, and then just fell over, type yeah. of thing. Ugh. I think she was trying to time it. Yeah, you can't no, time I feel, it. I feel that at this point, what they were, what she was trying to do was fall through. Yeah, she was trying to push through. Uh, just fall through, because you right. can tell she's trying to fall through. Yeah, but she just doesn't the way, have enough the way, strength. If you look at if you if you look at at the ones at the top, the way they were they were pushed. They were together. Yeah. So they were not going to fall. Normally what they do is they just put them side to side. Like so with that way chairs. it can. It just goes right oh. through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They interlock them. So when they interlock them, it just, you were not going to Yeah, you were like a flat all. surface. And she's the one that did that, didn't she? I don't know who did I don't know it. who stacked them up. No. Honestly, I don't know. If I remember, because I kind of watched the replay of it, when I saw the replay, the chairs were already stacked. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot who did it. Actually, yeah, no, no. It was okay. her because Thunder Rosa was against the turnbuck. I just remembered. Yeah, it was Gotcha. Her. Okay. She set that up. But good. I mean, either way, well-deserved well deserved win yeah, for Thunder Rosa. Oh, pop when she won. Yes, yes. And they had the uh, graffiti. Confetti? Confetti. Confetti? Confetti. 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 Whatever. The graffiti. Confetti. Okay. I don't know if that's the right word either, but, you know. Anyways, it was yeah, coming confetti. out. Confetti. Guys, it's confetti with... Graffiti. graffiti on it, so it's called graffiti. Oh, okay. I'm Anthony, gonna put graffiti. Tony, the kid Thank you. A new word for it. Yes, I'm gonna do graffiti. But yes, it was nice. <laughs> it was nice because they had it. What's it called? The Mexico colors and stuff like that coming down. And so, they called her La Mera Mera. Okay, there you go. That's the one part I love about it. That mm-hmm. even they were like, you know what? Now she is La Mera Mera. Very good. Love it. Love it. All right, Moon Law, everybody. Rejects pay tribute. To the bad guy. Alright. Earlier this week, I believe it was Monday. 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 Scott Hall did have three heart attacks, suffered uh, from his surgery. Was on life support a little bit after that. A little bit later on in the day, we kept finding out that people were already paying tribute. Um, We're all in the sense of wondering why, if he was on life support, people were already assuming that he was passing. But, you know, it didn't turn out very well. Then we got word that 
they were going to take off life support from Kevin Nash later on on his tweet, of course, and stated that, you know, once they do that, it kind of already was inedible that Scott Hall pretty much is already, you know, passing afterwards. So. Oh, so he fought to the end. Like, yeah. Honestly, he, he took it off in the morning at like maybe 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. Central Time. He didn't pass until Raw started. Right. That's eight hours. Mm-hmm. Non-stop. Tells you he was a fighter to the death. Yes. You could say, honestly. It was nice. Rest There's, in paradise to Scott Hall. Yeah. For a fact. Now, we're going to go around. Favorite matches. Uh, Alex, the one. I'll start with you, my man. Favorite Scott Hall wrestling match that you saw growing up. Shawn Michaels <laughs> ladder match. Go ahead, uh, continue. By the the razor's edge off the top of the uh, the ladder. Yes. We, we cannot. Uh, by the way, we cannot use the same match. So, uh, like, how, I don't know. It's just like that was like the the best matches that uh, man. They they didn't get topped until. Jeff Hardy, Chris, uh, the TLC type uh, the, of matches, the, right? Yeah, Edge and the and it took, and all that. It took, it took like what three or four tag teams? How many? Three were tag teams. It was three tag teams. Yes, to kind of come close to well, right. they've surpassed it, but it was like it, it took was that just, much. It was Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon that put a freaking hell of a show. Right, like it just shows that they were great showmen, mm-hmm. and it was a great match. It just went at it. That's. Whenever I think of Razor Ramon, that's the match I think of all the time. Yeah, I think the one cool, the crazy thing that I when I watched that wrestling match, you can I never knew how great of an actual wrestler Scott Hall was. But by the time I started watching him, I was seeing him more of as a antagonist a mm. little bit. Really, not really the actual wrestling match itself that he was in. He was more of on the side, like throwing his toothpick and doing his hey yo, his little you know little swiggle of the hands and stuff like that. And some of the tag team matches at WCW, he was more of the antagonist in that. Even in the match there, doing the hits, the elbow drops and stuff like that, the slump, the suplexes downwards. Like the manager. Yeah, you know. So it's like you know, okay, not bad. But when you see the ladder match with Shawn Michaels, he put on an actual wrestling match, and the fact that he won that match, even even to this day, throws me off because it's like. Shawn Michaels was the the actual good, not the good guy, but the it guy that they wanted for wrestle for WWE, and he ends up losing it, and they give it to Razor Ramon. So it's a testament to how great of a work, you know, Razor Ramon put out there for the for the world. And one thing about that match, uh, here's a tribute for everybody. It's actually an answer to the tribute. So if you ever get a tribute and they ask this question, you're getting the answer from good old RJ himself. Oh man, the match. Only had one ladder. There was no ladders at the bottom, no ladders anywhere. Sean and Razor had to work with just that one ladder. So imagine if that ladder broke, what could have they done? That's true. There For real? Yeah. Only one ladder. The only ladder. The only ladder that was was at the beginning of the ramp where Razor went under. Uh huh. That's the only one that they did. Really? They, I think it was the second one where they had more ladders. Two ladders in the second one. Oh, they brought in the second, in okay. the second match they mentioned they brought in two ladders just in case one broke because they wanted to go further. Okay, gotcha. I never knew that. I never knew that. You got it. Okay, like, good, like good, even good like in fact. The first one they kind of held fact. back. Okay, what they could do. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. So it's testament to like how how much they actually really got held back with. Okay. And imagine all the things they did in that match with yes. just that one ladder. Right. Um, Razor Ramon had another good match against Bret Hart. Uh, it was at the Royal Rumble in 1993. 
Okay. That's uh, one of the good ones. Of course, mine is always going to be Sean and Razor uh, ladder match or Mania 10. I think that's everyone will always remember that the most. Yeah. That paved the way for what it is today. Yeah, because okay. it was the first ladder match. Gotcha. Yeah, that's true. All right. I think I'll, I'll go next because it's not very, you know, you know, I don't have a good memory, okay? You but know. I'm going to go next. My, it's not worthy to my, go next. It's yeah, fine. yeah, sure, that's true. <laughs> I, I'll agree with this one on this one, guys. Uh, my second match, to be honest, that I really saw from start to finish with Scott Hall would have to be the one where he faced Stone Cold, okay, at WrestleMania. Oh, just, WrestleMania and just saying, 18. okay? <laughs> you I want mean, to go last. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be honest, it was it was great because you got the two bad guys, really, in a sense, go at it one-on-one. Then you have the Stone Cold Stunner twice in a row that's still iconic, in a sense, of a great... You know, great showmanship for Scott Hall giving to uh, Steve, Steve Austin and do, like giving the Stone Cold Stunner, and uh, it, it was even at that too. His return from WCW and back on WWE platform, even even a setup. It was great. It was. A, I, I felt like it was a decent one. His sell to his uh, Stunner too. The way he sold the Stunner. Yes, yes. He would pop up into the air and like land. He just like plop, plop, boom, just flat down, knocked out. So yeah, agree. It's a lot. I feel like that one was a lot more better. The the testament for that one compared to The Rock giving his little, you know, spin, the push off and getting the stunned and stuff. That. Yeah, exactly. So, I like that one. Not I like bad. the fact that it was just like a, a double stunner because it was, he stuns him, he stands up, and then he just gets yeah, right back like up. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> The funny though it was because he was trying to hit the stunner. Yeah. He tried to hit the stunner, Stone Cold pushes him against exposed turn, broke his chest, he turns around, boom. Just kind of stands there, he gets up like, but you can tell that he struggled. He struggled yeah. to get up, he's like, <laughs> but he always, he always saw that when he would just do like that major jump. <laughs> yes. What about you, old man RJ? What's your favorite Scott Hall match? He just said. <laughs> oh, what'd you say? Bret Hart against Brazier Ramon. Oh, that was yours. So we asked you that. I guess Rumble we didn't. But well, we didn't ask you that. You just went and said it. Okay, got it. Yeah. All I right. just jumped in there because you know I wanted to just. You have been. Yeah. Oh, okay. I wanted want to know it right away. Sure. Okay. Because it's somebody already had the ladder match. Yeah. So once again, yeah, like, what's wrong with that? You know. It's, all right. What about you, S. Three? I won't. Sorry. If I was to go, I'm gonna go based off one that wasn't really like super televised. Like it wasn't even on uh, on uh, on a pay per view. Mm-hmm. It was on just regular SmackDown. Oh, this is funny. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys can see what we're seeing right now, the one is looking at. It's giving him the one look. It's <laughs> giving the one look like you, you, you just. You just <laughs> It looks you kill. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. I just put it simply. Right. Uh, but the one that just got that got televised on regular television, The Rock versus Scott Hall. That would be my second favorite. Oh, okay. Because you're looking at Rock still like where he was starting to get the torch. Yeah. Because this when they came in and you know he was gonna get the torch from Hogan. Go back and forth. Yeah. So yeah, that's when it was like Rock. I would say was at his prime there. Mm-hmm. So that's why okay. uh, I, I select that one. Even though my number one, of course, was. The granddaddy of a monster called that one. Yeah, very good. Now, Scott Hall, NWO. How do you like that being a, a good setup to an iconic and I like a never a name that would forever be in in the midst of wrestling? To put it NWO. this way, and to answer that question right away, uh, Scott Hall with the NWO. I don't think anyone would have been perfect to build that company up the way he did. He came in. And the one that started the NWO was Scott Hall. If you watch when he came into JCW, he shows up. I forget what he said. He's like, 
you know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. True. And it's like, oh, okay, what's going on? Why it's, I remember because uh, this is why in my tribute, I told, you know, I said, the one thing about Razor Ramon is that when he left WWF, I kind of lost interest in WWF trying to figure out where the heck did this guy go. Mm-hmm. I was I was a big fan of Razor Ramon when he was there. Yeah. The minute I see he shows up in WCW is the minute I started watching WCW knowing that Hogan's in That's WCW. True. Yeah, I agree. Me too. I I was like, you know, I've known Hogan was in WCW for days and I didn't I didn't flip the channel. Razor shows up, I flip the channel one day just to see what's going on. Razor's right there talking to the commentary. I'm like, Oh crap, that's Razor Ramon. What's mm-hmm. he doing there? He's like, You know why I'm here, but you don't know why No no, you know who I am, but you know why I'm here. And I so like, like the fact that he tried the accent. He tried yeah, it, he just succeeded, but it's all good. So, but in my mind, we're yeah. proud of him. What, what did Razor say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't understand what he, he said. said. He says, what did he say? Did you, get know John? He said, you know who I am, but you, but you don't, don't know, know why. why I'm here. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> and and for everyone that doesn't understand. For everyone that doesn't understand. But yes. <laughs> so then, it starts building up to Kevin Nash showing up, you know? And now you got the outsiders just tearing up the whole WCW locker room. And then the fact that they kept saying that there's a third guy, he's coming, where the big boys play and all that good stuff, whatever. So it's been testament to how it started off. It carried it carried some weight going forward. The storyline was picking up. And then at, what, Halloween Havoc or Bash at the Beach? Bash at the Beach. Bash at the Beach. And then you get that match, and then all of a sudden you get the Hulk Hogan coming out. And Hulk Hogan turning heel with the NWO. And he turns his back on Macho Man Randy Savage out of everybody. Else. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that is, like the that is power one is of breaking the, up again. That is one of the under, underlining things that I've always looked at. And I think something that kind of overshadows with that too. And knowing that they weren't really at that point with each other good in good terms with each other. No, no, You know no. what I mean? Because it was definitely right after the whole Elizabeth situation. You know, we find out afterwards. In one of the uh, episodes on, uh, what episode was that? What series? Uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Dark Side of the Ring. And they had an incident and stuff like that in Miami. And, you know, it's just one of those things where it kind of, you know, happened. I-, I feel like that was one of those things that got overlooked. at The fact that Hulk Hogan turned on Macho Man. I don't think that anyone could see it though on the camera during the 90s. Right. Because Ex- we were just all into the action. Exactly. Because we exactly. believed in the mega powers. We thought, okay, Hogan's coming to save his boy like always, you know? Yeah. So he shows up and it's like, okay, Hogan's here to save Macho Man. You know, cool. Xena is like, boom, light drop. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> I couldn't think of a different way, so I'm gonna say. <laughs> but it was great. It was great to see Scott Hall start that off with. I think no one. I, if you look back, would you have anybody else play into that factor? No, I think Scott Hall played perfectly going I in think, for the NWO. That's really cemented his legacy. Yeah, definitely. Him, Kevin Nash, and Hogan. Yes. That's my question to even Alex, the one who hasn't answered this yet. Do you think anyone else could have? Been the like good combination for NWO, other than Hall, Nash, and Hogan. At that point of their career, because then you would have had the other team um, similar to that would have been Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Really, I don't know about at that time, but later on, as they developed their character in the WWE, Eddie. 
Yeah. Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Okay. With the I lie, I cheat, I steal. Facts. Eddie Guerrero. Right. In WWE, when they put it on there. Yeah. He would have been a pretty dope light with the NWO, but that was later on Mm because he wasn't that Eddie Guerrero in WCW. True. No, he wasn't. No. They had the LWO back then. And even then, it was a little. No. I feel like at that point WCW tried too hard with the with the, with the WOs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They were doing too much for the WOs. They were just trying to capitalize on the merchandise sales and, yes. and all that stuff. Right. Exactly. It worked. The, the it worked. The, the Wolf Pack was pretty awesome, but then Facts. that after that it was just like you're doing too much. Right. They did too much with the whole NWO status, crossing over, fighting. Beating up the crowds, not really losing in matches and stuff like that. So yeah, it could, that's why you kind of dried it out. They should have. I think they should have cut the NWO versus Wolfpack for a while. You know, the problem is they went from NWO Wolfpack and NWO to like Hogan joining the Wolfpack now. Oh, like he was the main guy behind the Wolfpack the whole time. And yeah. Now you had Hogan in charge of both NWOs. Yeah. So kind of like you know it went stale from there. Very true. Now. Going on that, Scott Hall winning a championship title in WCW. Do you think that is a lost opportunity for WCW at that point? Well, he never won it. That's what I said. Do you, <laughs> that's oh, what I just lost, said. Do you think it's a lost opportunity? Lost opportunity. Oh, yeah, freaking, Scott Hall winning. I'm like, freaking Death Mule. Jesus Christ, man. When you really think that you're on a good roll, you do something like this. Golly. <laughs> Anyways, Alex the One, could you answer my question for me without the really idiotic interruption from this guy? He was a he was an awesome character in uh, in WCW and WO, but uh, I never saw him as the main main protagonist in in WCW. Like True. he was a he was a great what was the word. Uh, Supporting character. Yeah, yeah, you say he, that. He was a great supporting character. Right. It was uh, never. Uh, I feel in WCW, he really didn't have that. Didn't really pop him out as much as he was in WWE. Okay. Yeah. Where he was raising Ramon. Right. And he like everybody either loved to love him or right. loved to hate him facts in there and it was like he was actually a top star there mm-hmm. like he had a big role True. so WCW yeah he had a big role but I didn't, I don't feel like he was a individual person there True. I, I, think, I feel like he was just carrying the weight pertaining to Kevin Nash. Like, Kevin Nash, you can see that was the real, the main character into it and doing most of the work. And Scott Hall being the supporting guy, of course, like you said, and just kind of being there. I felt like he was really enjoying himself with all the well, all the partying and all that good stuff. And with, what things were happening, like, it was flowing in good. So he was just there to kind of chill and relax and just enjoy his time being there. But if they would have gave him some soloism, I think... It would have been nice to see him as a champion in there. You know, give him some good work with him and Booker T and stuff like that for the wrestling title match if, you know, Scott Hall was still with someone in his prime at that point with wrestling. And put it that way. Those yeah. would have been some good matches. He was he was champion a few times, though. Mm-hmm. But it's not... Same thing with Intercontinental Champion. He was... In WWE, he's one of the greatest Intercontinental Champions yeah. there is. You know? And the problem is, even in WWE, you know, he was overlooked for the championship run. If he would have... Uh, but if he would have stayed, do you do you think if he would have stayed with WWE, he would have eventually got the title? I think he would have eventually got the title. 
he had the merchandise sales. He had the <coughs> personality and all. Right. I think he wouldn't have had a WrestleMania moment. He would have won it probably SummerSlam. True. I can see somewhere that. Somewhere like an under pay-per-view. Survivor Series, too. Yeah. One or the other. Right. And But I don't see Vince McMahon really putting him as a WrestleMania champion. So that's that's the one sad part is he had everything he had for Razor Ramon to be right. in a WrestleMania main event. But you would think, I think at that point, too, though... I, this is probably why Razor kind of said, uh, Scott Hall said, you know, I'm out, I'm done, I'm going to WCW, is because I don't think he, he even himself felt like I, he had a good connection with him at Vince. You know, no, like, you think about it, like, do you, they didn't really have a connection like they would have talked about with Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold, or Undertaker. Yeah, it wasn't there. If so, you look at uh, Scott Hall, I hate to interrupt you. Yeah, if you look sure at you Scott do. Hall, right. dude had the same. Fandom that Stone Cold had when Stone Cold came in. True. People were right behind a bad guy even when he was a bad guy. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. That does make sense. And but it's like you could have eventually gave it to him, gave the title to Razor and WWE, but I'm sure he wouldn't have held it that long. Let's put it that way. So he would have won it at SummerSlam. Probably would have lost it at WrestleMania. Yeah. You know what I mean? Pretty so much. that would have been his jump streak. But other. Than, other than that, what do you think, SG3, about him winning a championship in WCW or vice versa? If he would have came back to WWE, what do you think it would have been happening? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Mr. points out the obvious a lot. Yes. <laughs> he never won in WCW. Right. Yeah, right, 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 right. Right. Not at all. Never that, I guess. Honestly. Kids on my nerves. I just feel at this point when he went in, I don't know if it was the fact that they just focused too much like on Hogan, Sting, and Goldberg. Mm-hmm. And then Nash kind of got like a little dabbled in there. But yeah, it was definitely a lost opportunity. Um, but I feel that at this point, Scott was like, look, dude, I don't really care to win because I already got my Intercontinental Champ. I already had my moments. Because if you look at it, more in WCW, he wasn't the kind that was really wrestling. He was more like the guy in the background. Yeah. He's already have my moments. I already got my Intercontinental title. I already got my, my ladder match. He's probably beaten up by it by this at this point. Yeah. So he's like, you know what, dude? I'm cool with what I'm getting. Right. But was it a lost opportunity? Absolutely. I feel that if he would have gone back to WWE, no. Here's why. Because at that point, Vince felt some kind of way. Because, like, you left me to go to them, and now you want to come back? Cool, I'll take you. But now prepare for this little jobber title. Prepare to lose to Flash Funk. Prepare to lose to Takamichinoku. Prepare to lose to these kind of guys because... You left me when I was going to give you more. I think had he had stayed, he probably would have gotten one, two titles maybe. True. More than the kind of title. Yeah. Um, but I feel that like if he would have left and come back, mm-mm. I, and then I feel like DX would have just buried him eventually down the road. Mm-hmm. Or Triple H would have kind of fought my, uh, Vince and said, hey, just bring him on to DX, but put him like, like the lowest of the totem poles, like what an X-Pac is. Yeah. I can see that. That would have sucked. That would have really sucked. Bad. Imagine if he would have stayed and DX would have happened with him there. That would have been awesome. That actually would have made sense. No, I'm sure he would have. He would have been like the Triple H of the thing of like being not really in the sense of doing the outrageous showing the ass like which Carson Michaels did, of course. But being the like, oh my god, you see that? Oh yeah, whatever. He, so, he sold that perfectly yeah, fine. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, we would have had the green jacket instead of red. It would have been cool to see uh, Scott Hall in the DX attire. I would have loved to see that. Not bad. So good look. Good, good look. Good look. <laughs> good, look. Good, good setup. Okay. All right, guys. Well, that chimes in. That's all the questions we got for you guys in the show today. 
Love it. If you guys want to appreciate you guys like joining. Appreciation to Scott Hall and all, like a tribute. I could. Um, to Scott Hall, to the bad guy. Thank you. Your your quote your your quote is gonna resonate in me for the rest of my life. Oh lie. Honestly, I've been listening to that thing always. Yeah. You know what? Because it's true. Bad yes. guys don't last. Right. Excuse me, not bad times don't last. Bad right. times don't last. Um, dreams do come true. Mm-hmm. If you don't, if we don't, if we don't, there's living proof right here of a dream coming true. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that, that definitely does does take it. And thank you for for everything, for making wrestling what it was. Thank you for being a pioneer to so much. Yeah. May God rest your soul. Facts. And thank you. Tony the Kid. Facts. All right, guys. Well. Love everybody. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, my bad, my bad. You're right, you're right, you're right. And you say that he's her captain, I'm <laughs> No, you're right. Uh, appreciation to going with, you know, oh, uh, Scott Hall. I, I think there's a lot of underlining and pioneer things that you've done with the industry that you don't get major much credit for, but you were there. You were there for the good times when, what, what's it called, when it was the wrestling wrestling war between Monday nights. Uh, it, it was a great show, a great time to watch, especially for a lot of us young viewers. I think that's when I started really loving watching wrestling. And if it wasn't for any of those type of scenarios you were put in, I don't think none of this stuff or the greatness of wrestling would ever last, put it that way, or even to kind of hit mainstream. So thank you for everything you put your you know put your mind to and put your body for, uh, for the watching us and we know you struggled a lot with a lot of uh, alcoholism, drugs, and stuff like that. But, you know, you pushed through. You managed to kind of fight the fight and keep your head up. So, appreciation for that. Oh, man, RJ. Okay. So, I just want to say a few words. Um, the Skull Hall catchphrase is, hard work pays off, dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Just want you to know, man. Growing up, you're one of the reasons why I started watching wrestling all over again and how I got into being more of a fan because of your charisma and everything you did. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you, Scott Hall, for the memories and for the great times of being a wrestling fan of yours. Alex, the one? Um, man, I, I just appreciate uh, Scott Hall and, like, as he was a wrestler for the WWF and, uh, and the WWE later on at Scott Hall, it was just uh, like when he was raising Ramon. Like that's when I really got into uh, wrestling. That's when I started paying attention to him. Was because as a kid, there was in in the WWF there wasn't a lot of Hispanic wrestlers that represented Hispanic. True. Uh, like he was like his character was a Hispanic wrestler mm-hmm. and. Kind of like r- reminded me of uh, Scarface. Facts. Scarface. Yes. And uh, just, he was badass. He's like, uh, what he did, and it was uh, it was so awesome watching him wrestle. Uh, piqued my interest. He was like one of the first wrestlers I really enjoyed watching, and actually uh, was one of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, it was him and Shawn Michaels at that time. And just, Unfortunately, his run with uh, WWF came to an end and went off to WCW, which uh, I didn't start watching until a little bit later. But I loved his roles that he did, and everything comes to 
and then and may he rest in peace and I thank for uh, I thank him for all the great memories that he loved all his fans thanks may his family find the strength to keep moving forward mm -hmm. <sighs> good times good times everybody good times <laughs>